On this team, we tear ourselves and everyone else around us to pieces for that inch. We claw with our fingernails for that inch. Because we know when we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. Hell, you could say that 10,000 times and it know. still wouldn't be enough. It fires me up, man. I love it. Say it one more time. Shake it back! Does that feel good? <laughs> yeah, it rhymes. They're both verbs. It's awesome. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? Playoffs. Playoffs. Welcome back, folks, to the next latest and greatest episode of the Shaving Points Podcast. My name is Quentin Crisco. You can find me on Twitter at Stats. You can find our show on Twitter at shaving underscore points, as in PTS underscore pod. I'm joined here, as always, by my co-host, Jaden May. How are you doing, Jay? Doing fantastic. You can follow me on Twitter at jmay56. Follow us on our YouTube at Shaving Points, Facebook, Instagram, any social media platform, shaving points. We got them all. Follow, give us a like, comment on our stuff. Let us know what you think. Always giving out picks. Uh, we got a model going for NBA, college basketball. Hop in there. Follow along. Talk shit to us. It's a good time. Uh, but this week's all about the NFL playoffs. And don't forget to go visit our website. And if you like these hats or these shirts we're wearing, they're all uh, available on there. These these Adidas quarter zip is probably one of the most comfortable quarter zips I've ever owned. The flags are fantastic. And anybody that participated in our giveaway, we want to thank you for the re- retweets and the comments and the follows. And shout out to the winners of uh, we had Levi Eric, who won our grand prize. He won the new Lawnmower 4.0 from Manscaped. Incredible product. Uh, he's going to have the nicest set of balls west of the Mississippi that's guaranteed. <laughs> and then shout out to Kent Beck motors and Abilene, Texas, the best place to buy a car in the auto industry. Um, they won any uh, gift of their choice from the website from our merch store. And then also shout out John Martin, who is our third winner. He also got to get a piece of merch out of the store. So congrats to you guys. You guys um, just got some fire merch. We got some fire merch, and hopefully we can do something again in the future. Um, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, we love helping out uh, our fans and people that listen and follow and stuff like that. So uh, we'll definitely try to do some more in the future for you guys. And uh, if you keep supporting us, we'll be able to give away more free stuff. So keep Absolutely. that in mind. Um, so. I, th- I think you might be better better suited to go over last week's occurrences as my picks went one in five. So, yeah, I want to. Jay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I didn't do too great. I went three and four, but I did play all my picks at a half unit last week. Uh, I was sick as a dog when we recorded last week. Uh, I, I couldn't keep up with anything. I was just trying to 
trying to push through. Um, not a great week, but end of the season, up 13 units. Uh, lost a half unit last week after going three and four on half unit plays. So good way to finish out the season, plus 13 units. Last season, I finished out 13 plus 13 units after the Super Bowl was over. So got a little bit of a leg up this year, hopefully uh, going to these playoffs strong. Um, hey, do you know what um, Indy's running back? What's his name again? Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor. I want to say John Martin. That, that That's the winner. Um, <laughs> uh, Jonathan Taylor was averaging 5.1 yards per carry and only got the ball 15 times. Yeah, I don't know what happened in that game. Uh, I took Indy in that game thinking they were – I mean, it was a must win. They haven't they haven't won in Jacksonville in almost a decade. Yeah. And I was I th- like – I thought they'd win if they just handed him the ball all game. Yeah, he should have had 30-plus carries. I, yeah. I don't know what that was. Uh, then we almost got the tie. Almost <laughs> got the tie in the, the, tie. In the Raiders. Should have been a tie. Uh, I don't know if Brandon Staley messed that up by taking that timeout, but uh, that was an exhilarating finish. You know uh, what I'm I thinking would, might happen? Would, like, it's been written. That was fate. Yeah. We're about to see Ben Roethlisberger run the table. Uh, yeah, you think? <laughs> so, I, mean, I hope, but I do. Last <laughs> time makes they won any the, sense. Last time they won the Super the, the Super Bowl, it was their sixth Super Bowl, and they were the sixth seed. This time, they're going for their seventh Super Bowl. They're their seventh seed. Big Ben, where's number seven? It's his last ride. Jerome Bettis style. Big Ben's <laughs> going to go out on his shield. Uh, we might see it. I don't know. I mean, they have the defense. That Crazier that things have happened, man. Like, yeah. Uh, I mean, that – like Peyton Manning Broncos style. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And – uh, one more game from last week. I was I was big on the Eagles. I really thought they would show up against Dallas. I know they rested a lot of guys, but I mean, I think they had a bunch in COVID protocol too. Yeah, Cowboys are missing some guys. I mean, Diggs didn't play. Parsons didn't play. We had like four guys missing on defense. Had a couple guys missing on offense. Dak played. He wanted to. Apparently, he was dead set on breaking Tony Romo's record. Threw for five touchdowns and th- two and a half quarters. So. Uh, Dak just went out there and let them up and put up 50 on them. So, yeah, my Eagles plus seven was dead in the water, like, <laughs> the first quarter. <laughs> and they closed it plus four. So, like, they closed it better odds once all the injuries and everything came out. So I just hope I he didn't know. use up all his touchdowns on that game. <laughs> yeah, he passed Tony Romo. Uh, good for him. Romo's still the GOAT, though. Um, all right. Well, I think that covers most of it. The Bears or actually, so I was, I was mentioning this on, uh, on a podcast on Sunday in the Bears post game, Matt Nagy left the NFL the same way he came in by getting a big lead in the first half and then just blowing it. Yeah. That was one of the bets I won. Uh, I won, I, I won the Minnesota bet. So that was nice. Uh, so I was, I know. Uh, I should have done you, it. I was very that. close to betting Minnesota at halftime just because I knew what was coming. Yeah. And I, I was just, I was, I had a little too much fun. Then, then on a Saturday night, I was too hungover to go get my phone to do it. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, I've definitely been there. I was, I was on my deathbed. Uh, I 
missed most of the games. Like I missed most of the first half of like the noon games. I woke up at like one thirty. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, was a, it was a rough, rough weekend. But um, as you asked, I'm very happy that Matt Nagy's gone. Yeah. As so, there, there's like there's this cycle of being a Bears fan where it's like, man, you want the coach and GM fired. And the second they're fired, you're happy for like an hour until the press conference when you're reminded how incompetent Bears ownership is. And then you're, you know it's just happen, like depressing right? for the next few weeks until until a guy comes along and gets hired. You know what's <laughs> going to happen, right? You're going to – Bill Pullen going to hire himself as GM. So I don't know who he's going to go with at GM. Uh, Rick Smith is a hot name right now. He was, he was the Texans GM for years. And he's just out of work right now, and he's supposedly interested in the job. Um, Harbaugh is a hot name for head coach. I'm trying to start. I heard Harbaugh was like, so I heard Harbaugh was like a done deal for Vegas if Vegas didn't make the playoffs, which didn't really seem to make a whole lot of sense to me because Passaccia did a great job, even if they didn't make the playoffs. But I, yeah, think, I, I think saw, you need I to have like an embarrassing that. game to fire Bisaccia, but yeah. But I saw I saw like multiple reports that like he was gonna be the next Raiders coach if it is so, playoffs. I think it's pretty up in the air what Harbaugh is actually gonna do right now. Like I think he's really weighing his options, but the one thing that's for sure is his agent is making sure he's getting as much money as he can out of it. <laughs> Because the rumors are hot on him, man. They're everywhere. His agent is doing some work. Um, What if the the, that's very interesting is Brian Flores? I was about to say, what about Brian Flores? Brian Flores would be a great guy for Chicago. He can handle the media. He's the type of guy who can just shoot you a look, and it will just shut you down. Like, I mean, he he can. He, he's he's tough. He's a tough dude. He can be tough for, and that's what Chicago needs at coach. A guy a who won't put up with their BS. He can build a defense, that's for sure. And yeah, if, if Justin Fields is the right guy, I mean, that was his biggest thing in Miami is that he couldn't get the offense right. But if Justin Fields is the guy, and they get like a good offensive coordinator in there, uh, I think Brian Flores would be a great hire. Yeah, uh, I, I was pretty surprised by the firing in Miami. But it kind of made sense when you look. I mean, he finished out the last two seasons strong, but, like, started them both very, very, very weak. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, if I'm a Miami fan, I wouldn't I wouldn't be too thrilled about firing him, but you kind of understand it at the same time. There are some, like, heavy rumblings coming out of there, and it seems like the ownership is really trying to cover themselves to me. Like, yeah. They're trying to make Flores look bad right now to justify them firing him when the reality was ownership create a toxic relationship with him in a toxic environment. They didn't listen to him and who who he wanted. He didn't get input on the roster. They, I mean, there are certain players that they drafted when he wanted other players, and it, it's just yeah. – it, it was I know, messy. Apparently, I, know, I know apparently he was big on Herbert and uh, they took two of – um, that that is exactly what I'm talking about. He uh, yeah. he was he was lobbying for Herbert and ended up with Tua. There, and, there was a lot of, there was a lot of rumors that they loved Herbert pre-draft, and everybody was like calling him idiots. Um, so 
hindsight, uh, maybe somebody knew what they were talking about. The uh, from what I've I've seen, I think it was saying that um, most of the front office was in on Herbert. Ownership wanted Tua. So our our good friend Joey Ricotta uh, seems to think they can get Flores with Dable as OC, and uh, his number one option <laughs> is Sean Payton. Uh, I think everybody's number one option would be Sean Payton. Yeah. Advice, so. Yeah. Hey, I, <laughs> Sean like Payton, that. I'm all for Sean Payton, but I don't who think it's pay- happening. Outside of New England, who wouldn't take Sean Payton? Yeah. Look at, like, that, I mean, look what he did with the Saints at the tail end of Bree's career when Bree's had nothing left. This year, they did everything they needed to do to make the playoffs. Um, the 49ers pulled it out of their ass at the very end of the. Yeah game uh yeah i would love sean payton uh it's kind of a pipe dream i would think but you never so, know I mean, there were some rumors there i forget i think it was all um no not him it was um who was it it was albert breer who was coming in hot with some sean payton rumors a, f- a few weeks ago um it made it sound like it was real and he's backpedaled on it so i, th- I think that the hope is gone there i, I don't think that's happening um but yeah, there, there was, was a reason for some real hope at one point. Ago. But yeah, I don't. I don't know where those. I don't know where those rumors come from because, like, two or three, no, probably four years ago, I guess, uh, before Jason Garrett was officially fired, there was all sorts of Sean Payton rumors to Dallas. Yeah, uh, he still at his house in Arlington and all that. Uh, it might just be his agent just trying to get more money. I don't know, but yeah. Well, so Peyton just signed a new contract there, but four, four years ago it might have been about that. Yeah, this time around, I think it was. I think it was more just the Chicago connection, being a, a former Bears guy who's from Chicago. Um, but he's still got young kids, doesn't he? I don't even know, honestly. I think he. I think he. Uh, maybe not young, but like at least middle school, like high, high school. school. Uh, yeah, and because when he, because when he. Uh, when he had the suspension, he was um, coaching like a, his son's middle school football team. Yeah. So, I mean, to be fair. And there's a movie pretty, about it now. Yeah, Kevin James. Is <laughs> uh, to be fair to the city of Chicago, I'd probably rather keep my kids in like suburbs, Louisiana, and then move them up to Chicago, especially if they're Southern kids, like going up to the Northeast to be quite the culture shock and, uh, they probably have lifelong friends. Like that's hard to do. Yeah. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. Um, especially yeah, for a guy was... who, who who's got a job for life right now. I mean, he it's not like he's getting forced out or anything. Yeah, but yes, yeah, so those those are the two who I'm really hopeful for at head coach. Because beyond that, gets it's a little bleak. Um, not a great yeah. not a great year. I mean, maybe my expectations are too high, but. It just on, feels on kind of weak this year. On the Brett side, at least you know uh, you're not going to get John Fox because if John Fox wasn't already the coach, that would probably be Pullian's guy. So, uh, so look out there. The John Fox hire this year would be Leslie Frazier, and I really I like. I love Leslie Frazier as a former Bears player. I just don't really want him as the head coach. What about Jim Caldwell? I'd take Caldwell over Frazier. Yeah, At least he's I'd got think, a ring. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I wouldn't – Jim Caldwell kind of got a raw deal and never really was able to recover it, it seems like. Yeah. Uh, 
uh, Todd Bowles. I mean, there's some good guys out there. Man, Todd, like I. So here's here's my thing with Bowles, and I and I, I probably know more than I should about these guys from the articles I've been writing. But yeah. like, if Bowles, if if you could just erase his time with the Jets, I'd be cool with it. Like he'd seem like a really good candidate to me. But yeah. he got to the Jets. They went ten and six his first year, and the first year that a head coach gets there. He's still working with a culture that the previous coach made. In this case, we're talking Rex Ryan, who had a lot of success there with the Jets. Yeah. Um, And then every year after for Bulls, it got worse, which just makes me wonder was did the culture keep getting worse each year that Rex Ryan was gone and Bulls was there? Yeah. Um, So that's my main question with him. It's always so hard to tell with those kind of franchises, too, because like if the GM's not right, like, it just feels like nothing they can ever do can ever they can never get out of that hole. Like yeah, like Cleveland's kind of getting out of it, but not really. I mean, they're yeah. they're almost still stuck in it, even with one of the best assembled teams we've seen in the past fifteen years. Yeah, uh, they couldn't even make the playoffs this year. And- A guy I do really like is Indy's D coordinator Matt Eberflus, but yeah, you're going to the defensive side of the ball. Then the, the big question is. Who's he? Who can he bring in as assistance on the offensive side, and can he effectively replace them once they're poached if they have yeah. success? Yeah, uh, I feel like this has to be an offensive hire. Uh, I know they've tried to go offense like their last what three or four coaches now, but with Justin Fields, you have to go offensive hire and you have to get the hire right. I feel. See, I, I don't agree. It's to me, it's about the staff they bring with them. If like. Yeah. And that's that's my question with like Eberflus. But is, the worst the worst thing about that is though is like if you bring in a defensive minded head coach who brings in a good offensive coordinator and the offense blows up, you're going to lose that offensive coordinator immediately. Right, and that's why I said like my concern is not only who they bring with them, but me knowing that they have the coaching network and previous experience with guys yeah. who get developed into good good OCs. Yeah. To replenish if defense, that. If you bring in a defensive guy, assuming he makes the right hire at OC, he, he's going to have to make about two or three good hires at OC. Uh, yeah. And that's my concern with Eberflus. Is like he was under Jason Garrett for years. So you're really only talking Frank Reich's tree that he has like yeah. a direct network with, which Frank Reich's tree is strong. But like I, I wish he came up under someone other than Jason Garrett. Because just because there were, aren't a ton of assistants there, to, like, and it's not even a knock on Jason Garrett, right? Is saying that as much as it is like the Cowboys didn't have a big coaching staff of young guys. Yeah, they, uh, Cowboys. There. Cowboys are always good at drawing uh, like former head coaches back uh, that want to want to coach. Them. Yeah, I mean, I mean, just kind of look at our staff right now. Um, one one thing I'm happy about is. Dan Quinn has all but said, like, he's at least coming back for one more year. Uh, he said, it, basically said he's in love with all these young guys on this defense, and he would rather stay with this defense than yeah. go take another head coaching job somewhere. Apparently, he was, like, doing mock interviews with Kellen Moore all day because he was like, I'll help, I'll help you. But, who's, Mel- like, who's Moore getting there? I, did the Bear? I don't remember if the Bears requested an interview with him or not. I know he had one with the Jags. Uh, I've hearing that he's talking to the Broncos as well. I'm sure the Giants are going to want to bring So him the Broncos in. want Quinn. 
Broncos. I know the Broncos are playing, but uh, to everything I've heard so far, Quinn has turned down every interview that has been asked. But that may change after the playoffs, too. Um, the one other guy who I think could be, like, very, very much worth hiring, and the key word here is could, is Josh McDaniels. Like, he scares yeah. the crap out of me. His but pass, is, he, is he actually going to go? Like, I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's the big question. I don't think the Bears have requested an interview with him yet, but he's a guy that, like, if you feel like he's – serious and all in on it you you have to you have to go after him because he's that good at what he does yeah i almost feel like he's just gonna be a patriot lifer at this point though i mean and you could be right after what he pulled with the colts because wasn't andrew luck still there when he pulled that with the colts yeah he hadn't retired yet yeah so he basically turned down an opportunity for one of the greatest quarterbacks we've seen coming out of college one of the and then not even a, he wasn't even a bust in the NFL. He had some injury issues, but when he was healthy, he was a top five yeah. quarterback from his rookie year he, on. He like, threw he threw almost forty touchdown passes the year before. I mean, yeah, he's incredible. And you're, I mean, or no, maybe that was that was that first year with Reich. Never mind, where he threw almost yeah. forty. But, but I mean, I, I feel like you have to take it seriously if he's listening, just because he's that yeah. good. I mean, it's yeah. I, I was I was I was doing some film work on him for the article, and it's just like. If, if he My turns God, his back on a generational talent like that, it's – I mean, it, if, like you said, if he's interested, you got to give it a shot. Yeah. But I just – I I don't think he leaves New England. And Dable's interesting to me. It's just the uh, the Josh Allen question. How much, how much of that is Josh Allen? How much is Dable? If you're giving Dable credit, you need to also give knock him for the volatility of that offense and how inconsistent they can be. Like it's yeah, there's just some question marks there for me. I like Dable, but there's just have some question marks. Uh, and then uh, Ravens OC, I like uh, Greg Roman. I love uh, the only reason I haven't said Greg Roman yet is because I don't think there's a realistic chance that he gets the shot. But if if it was yeah. up to me, he'd be one of the first guys they'd interview. Well, what do you think about the Giants like not firing Joe Judge and then getting bullied by the internet into firing Joe Judge? Um, I think they uh, they said, "Hey, we need a new GM," and started calling around agents, and the agents all laughed at them because they said, "We want to hire a GM with Joe Judge as our head coach." Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, Joe Judge was going to help. The, in the hiring process of hiring his boss, which is almost as crazy as uh, who's that crazy dude down in Houston? <laughs> uh, Jack Easterby? No, the, the coach that became the GM. Uh, Bill O'Brien? Bill O'Brien, yeah. That was, that'd be almost as crazy as that, where he's like, he hires himself as the GM, and then he fires himself as the GM because he wants to save his head coaching job. And at that point, they're like, no, dude, you're out of here. But that'd be like uh, hiring Joe Judge to <laughs> having Joe Judge hire his own boss. It'd be like the same thing. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get our tweet of the week out of the way. We got a special one for you all this week. This one Tweet of the week brought to you by Cupcake on Twitter, and that's at originally creamy. Uh, catch him on the sticks on Apex; he'll blow your head off. Um, but his tweet was follow at shaving underscore 
PTS underscore pod on Twitter. And we agree with you, original Creamy. Uh, follow us, uh, like our stuff, retweet us, interact with us, have a ball. It'll be a fun time. Best tweet I've seen this week. Absolutely. Yeah, there, <laughs> there was a lot of them too. They had a lot to compete with there. So uh, shout out to Cupcake for uh, winning tweet of the week. Uh, we'll have to DM you on Twitter and give you the grand prize, uh, which is pretty spicy. <laughs> All right, well, before we get into our uh, slate of games for NFL wildcard weekend, we do have a quick word from our sponsor. Support for the Shaving Points podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who's the best in men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world. Manscaped offers precision engineering tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, the 4.0. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code shaving points. No space in between that, shaving points at manscaped.com. Imagine shaving with a sleek, well-designed and optimized trimmer that makes shaving time your favorite time in the bathroom. Your favorite time in the bathroom. One of the, I'm one of the first people to try the new 4.0 and I'm blown away by the performance. The craftsmanship and details on the 4.0 are next level. Manscaped engineered the ultimate groin and body trimmer by focusing on intelligent functionality and an incredibly comfortable grooming experience. Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. I feel confident shaving my boys. Do it for the boys. Do it for the boys. All right. And with that, we're gonna be jumping into our slate. So, First up here to kick off NFL wildcard weekend 2021-2022 technically. We got Derek Carr taking those feisty Las Vegas Raiders into play Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, and the Cincinnati Bengals. What you got, Jay? The never quit Raiders, the team that we all thought was going to settle for the tie. They said, absolutely not. We are not playing Kansas City in the first round. We are kicking this field goal. We're taking the chance that it gets blocked and returned, and we miss out on the playoffs altogether. The fighting Las Vegas Raiders, who got crushed by Cincinnati earlier in the season. Crushed. You can but, see it right, right here in the graphic. You can see yeah, it. Yeah, so uh, we got a six-point spread. Uh, it looks like the money is coming in heavy on the Raiders. Yeah. And, and this was this was from Tuesday afternoon. The cash and the tickets. Yeah. So it looks like it looks like most of the bets are coming in on the Cincinnati side, but the money loves the Raiders. Uh I haven't seen uh these models until just now. So I made my picks before seeing these. And I have also Last five years, the wild card weekend has a crazy 
amount of dogs covering. Yeah. Not upsets, but covers. Yeah. And uh, six points here. Uh, Raiders playing hot. I'm taking the Raiders plus six in this game. Uh, I think the Bengals pull it out. I think the Bengals win their first playoff game in the modern era. Uh, I don't remember the last time they won a playoff game. Um, but I think the, the Bengals get their win here. But I think the Raiders well, so, keep it close. Did you know that there has never been a text message ever about a Cincinnati Bengals playoff win? Never been a true text message. Right, <laughs> right. But, yeah, nobody's ever sent a text message that was true saying the Bengals won. Because the last time they won was, like, a year before text messaging was invented. Yeah, the very first text (laughs) message was sent, like, a year after they won a playoff game. And they haven't won a playoff game since. Which is crazy looking back on those, like, Ocho Cinco years and everything. Because they were always so good. Like I could have sworn Marvin Lewis years, man. What was he like? Zero and ten in the playoffs, something like that. I could have swore they had won one game back then, and maybe that was before the first text message. I'm not (laughs) sure, but yeah. So I remember they had they had a game that was like a week seventeen win and you're in. So it was like a playoff game, but it wasn't a playoff game. Yeah, I, I yeah, it's it's crazy, but I think Joe Burrow gets it done. That dude is one of the best quarterbacks under pressure. He showed it at LSU. He's shown it this year. But uh, I think this Raiders team is feisty right now, and I think they keep it close. Uh, I, I, I like the Raiders here. Give me the points. Yeah, so I'm not betting this one. Um, I thought about taking the under based on what the model said, um, but I ended up not doing it because of both these teams have hit the over at a solid rate. I mean, I guess, so Vegas at 44%, since he at 50%, but since he's hit the over in five of their last six, um, I think considering the cold in Vegas, not being a cold weather team, it might be worth cons- like looking at thunder, but generally I'm staying away. Cause I think they're, they're feisty enough to, to make that not a safe bet. Yeah. Um, Let's see, what else do we got here? Two of the three models that I run, like the Raiders, um, by a fair margin there, by by two to three points each. The other model liked the the Bengals by like a point more than the spread. Um, Let's see, what else we got here? Road dogs. Vegas has road dogs is four and two, are four and two this year. So they've done this. And another big metric this weekend is strength of schedule. Teams who have the stronger strength of schedule tend to cover on wild card weekend. Um, I didn't pull the exact numbers on it, but I just, I've heard it on a few different podcasts that I listened to. And I've seen it in articles over the years. Vegas played the eighth most difficult schedule in the NFL this year. Well, Well, since he played... Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say they play in the AFC West. So <laughs> Exactly. Well, since he played the third easiest schedule in the NFL. So this is the most lopsided strength of schedule we'll see this weekend. And all that combined together, I'm just staying away. Yeah, I can, I can see that. Uh, disclaimer on all my picks. Uh, after the national championship game, I was, I was big on Georgia. I was big on Georgia all year. Um, 
so you could say I probably had uh, one too many drinks in the first half of that game. And so I was feeling pretty good by the time the game was over. And uh, I opened up uh, and looked at all the lines for NFL. And I have never seen the board more clearly in my life. And I'm convinced that I am going 6-0 this weekend. So uh, remember that. Going to go undefeated. I have all my picks parlayed together on top of all of them individually. So it's going to be either a phenomenal weekend for me or uh, it's going to be a crash and burn. And I didn't see the board as clearly as I thought I did, but uh, I'm pretty sure I saw it with the best clarity of my entire life. So um, wonderful. Yeah. going to win them all. So one last note on this game. Uh, we mentioned where the cash and tickets were on the spread. Also notable 72% of the tickets have gone to the under, but 86% of the month or to the over, but 86% of the money, the actual cash has gone to the under. So the sharps are big on the under. Yep. Big on the under and big on the Raiders. All right. Well, next up, we got the young McCorkle Jones leading those, those Patriots into Buffalo, New York. I love playoff time in Buffalo to take yeah. on Josh Allen and the Bills. What do you got here? Yeah, so uh, nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Uh, we all know it's true. Um, the first game was under some of the craziest weather conditions we've seen this year in the NFL. The second game, Buffalo handed them pretty easily in New England. I like Buffalo here. I'm with the public on this one. Public's on Buffalo big time. The money, the money, the money's on Buffalo. The public's on Buffalo. I'm on Buffalo. Uh, give me the minus four. I think they're just a much better team than the Patriots. Patriots looked really good for about a six, seven-week span, and then they haven't looked so hot since then. They're a young team. I think they'll be right back here next year, maybe even one in the division next year. But I don't think this is their year. I think I think, I think, think this is a, a win for the Bills. I think this is a cover for the Bills. I think this is a – going to be a coming out party for Josh Allen and we're going to see a collision course of two of the best young QBs in football uh, coming soon. So yeah, give me the, give me the bills laying the four points. Love it here. Yeah. Um, So let's, let's run through some of these numbers here. So spread is four. One of the models likes New England. Two of them like Buffalo. I'm hitting the total on the head, projecting a 43.4 total with the total at 43.5. So I'm not betting the total. Um, New England's been better at covering against the spread in general this year, covering at 71%. Buffalo's only covering at 50. Buffalo's been heavy favorites in a lot of games. Um both these teams are covering at 50% on the over as well. New England hasn't had many games as a road dog this year, only three games, sitting at two and one on a cover rate. 
both these teams have played very easy schedules this year. So that whole strength of schedule thing doesn't really come into factor here. Yeah. Buffalo's played the easiest schedule in the NFL. New England's played what the seventh, eighth easiest schedule when they're that, when they're both on that uh, within the top 10 or bottom 10, there's not a whole lot of reason to factor it in that much. Um, yeah. And looking at their DVOA stuff, it's like you're looking in a mirror, man. Both these teams are top five in DVOA, top 10 in offense, top five in defense, both just okay on special teams, both extremely inconsistent. We're talking about the least inconsistent team against the third least inconsistent team. Um, That's one thing that scares me. So after thinking all that through, I'm thinking about the teams we're talking about here. I'm taking New England to cover. Yeah, I wouldn't. I think I think Buffalo is going to win this game, but I think New England's going to sneak in a cover. Um, whether it be backdoor, they lose late. Bill Belichick's going to have this that this thing schemed up to make this a game. This is one of the games I'm the most excited about this weekend. This is going to be so, a great game. Bad. So when when uh, whenever whenever I was making my bets. I immediately was drawn to New England plus four, and then I smelt something, oh. and it was stinking like a rat. <laughs> and yeah, I just it it felt too easy for me, man. That's why I, I yeah. changed the Buffalo on the last second. And like I said, I made all these picks like on a whim after the Georgia game. <laughs> whenever I was riding high after a big win, after a team, after I've been pumping up a team all year so yeah i was uh i made uh some really quick decisions on these but like i said when i first looked at it i was like oh new england's the easiest bet of the weekend and then i was like but kind of stinks kind of stinks so uh so I had to take something that there. like i can this is not my most confident bet of the week um, it's probably one of my less confident ones because when I, when I look at this, so we see that Buffalo is number two ranked team by DVOA in the NFL. So look at, we look at the schedule for the Patriots on the road. They played another top 10 team in DVOA on the road all year. Buffalo. So it kind of, no, New England. Oh, New England. Okay. Or Buffalo for that matter. But yeah. I mean, it just that that makes me a little more concerned on this because the next closest is Indy at 11, 11th ranked in DVOA, and New England lost that game by 10. Yeah, no, they got crushed. Uh, they came back at the end, but yeah, they were getting shellacked the whole game against yeah. Indy. So, one other note here on the looking at the cash and the tickets 93% of the cash is on the under. 56% of the tickets are on the under. So the unders both sharp and money and and all the bets. I mean, or majority when, of the bets. That's when you fade the public and take the over. Yeah. That's what it might be worth considering here. I might take that over. It's it's really lopsided. Pump it up. At 43 is low. I mean, two or three crazy plays and mm-hmm. you're pacing 50 points, so. Yeah. Never know. All right. Next up, we got 
Jalen Hurts going down to Tampa Bay, to the heat, to the humidity, to Tampa Bay, to take on Tampa Brady. Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What do you got? All right. So on this one, I don't really know what I was thinking, uh, honestly. But uh, something about Philly in this game, man. Uh, I don't know what it is. I just I think they're going to play a good game here. I like them catching the eight and a half. Tampa didn't hasn't looked in, overly impressive these last couple of weeks. They. They squeaked it out against the Jets, and then they struggled early against uh, Carolina, and then they ended up blowing them out. But uh, Tampa Bay's got a lot of injuries. I know they got some guys coming back. Uh, Philly, they're just they got that dog mentality, uh, and they they get in the playoffs. And I don't think I don't know if they can win this game, but I think they can cover the eight and a half. And I look at the the money, and I look at the bets, and uh, they're both heavily heavily on Tampa Bay. So that makes me love my Philly pick. I'm fading the public here. Um, I didn't know I was fading the public, but uh, that that makes me very happy. I'm taking the Philly plus eight and a half, and I think they can keep it close. So on this one, I put a lot of thought into this one. And because you're right, Philly is feisty. They're They've been doing it all year. They've been surprising all year. But they haven't really been a whole lot team. But man, like really good teams. I, I look through this schedule and I'm just like, this road schedule at least, you got the 30th ranked team, 27th, 21st, 29th, 18th, 31st, 26th, and the first. Uh, and the game against the first, they lost by 20. I I wanted to take Philly. I wanted to because, you know, underdogs do well this week. That This is their week. This is the week to bet the dogs. But eight and a half wasn't enough for me. 62% of the cash on Tampa, not enough to deter me. I'm taking Tampa minus the eight and a half. Yeah, uh, I, I can't say I hate it, but I don't. I, like I said when I made these picks, I was I was seeing the board with perfect clarity. <laughs> so just throwing that out there. So uh, maybe I so, maybe I'm wrong, but uh, I, I like Philly here, man. I, I like them catching the eight. I can't blame you. I wanted to. I wanted to. I, I was looking for reasons to. But um, the thing that really, really gets me with this is, and, and Philly's got one of the best O lines in football, so maybe they can do it. Yeah, they rely so much on running the ball. And it's hard to run against that team. Yeah, you, no one can They're really awesome. run against Tampa. So if they can't run the ball, they rely on their passing game, which is spotty. And, and they need to rely on their yeah. defense. I look at this defense, 25th ranked defense by DVOA. I just don't think they're going to hold up. Yeah, I don't think so either. But uh, you just never, I mean, Philly is just <laughs> one of those teams that. You're right. You know, Philly defies logic. They do. They've done uh, it all year. And 
it wouldn't surprise me if they end up like going into Denver and winning by point, seventeen. I didn't see that happening. You know, no, yeah, they, yeah. There was a couple th- times this year where they just surprised you, and then, but they they didn't really beat any good teams. To be fair, like. Like or they beat Detroit pretty bad. Detroit's one of the best yeah. teams in the league. So you well, this is that. just road games. So I mean, they they might have beaten some good ones at home, but I mean, so the other thing that I was factoring I in here, I don't think they beat a playoff team all year. Going from Philly down to Tampa, it's a serious change in heat and humidity. Yeah. That that was the other thing I was thinking about with this. That I think they're going to be pretty gassed in the second half. Yeah, and I mean, it is Tom Brady. Uh, yeah, so, they named the city uh, after him. I'm so uh, I'm so sharp. I'm going against Tom Brady uh, against probably the worst team in the playoffs. So uh, <laughs> yeah, sharp as hell, boys. <laughs> All right, let's see what do we got next. We got the San Francisco 49ers, the team that traded three first round picks for their backup quarterback going into Dallas. Sorry. That just made me smile to say (laughs) to take on Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys. What do you got? All right. So all the cash is coming in on San Francisco public likes the Dallas three point spread. I usually don't, like betting Dallas. I kind of said it all year, but they've been cover machines this year. Not so much at home as much as they have been on the road, but three point spread at home. Give me the, give me the Cowboys minus three. Uh, I think this game is going to be all about containing Debo Samuel. I think we have the athletes to contain Debo Samuel. And after that, it's slowing down the run game just a little bit. And I Kyle think Shanahan is going to put um, – what's his name? Um, the linebacker. Micah Parsons? Micah, he's going to put Micah Parsons in conflict over and over and over. And I think this game is going to come down to how he handles that. Unless Dan Quinn does something different and he's like, don't – doesn't give him any raids and he's like, just go out there and play football, whether it's just rushing the passer or – spying somebody uh i think that's what dan quinn's gonna do is just kind of be like take the thinking out of it for michael parsons and whatever his job is that's going to be his job to do that job and he's going to rely on guys like leighton vander esh uh, keanu neal some of these crafty veterans to be the ones making the reads on these uh whether it's uh like rpos uh play action stuff like that and I think for his young guys, I think he's just going to be like, you, you have one job this play, on this play call, this is what you're going to do. I think he's going to simplify it for these guys. So don't get caught up in all the fritz and the frazzle. Like if you're, if this is your job on this play, you go do your job on that play. And I think he's kind of done that this year against some uh, good OCs. So I'll, I think that's what he's going to do this game. And I think the Cowboys have a good enough offense to score on them. Uh, I love Dallas in this spot. I think they win this game, and I think they win it pretty handily. Uh, finished the season fairly hot, even in the Arizona game where we started out bad. Uh, we came storming back in that game and uh, maybe a couple of questionable calls, but uh, finished that game strong. And then 
destroyed Philly. I, I like the way this team's playing right now, and uh, I think I think we cover this, and uh, I think we'll be just fine going into the second round. So, let's see. San Francisco has only been a dog on the road twice this year. They haven't faced a lot of adversity on the road. Like, I mean, they they were not a good team in the middle of the year. No. I'm not completely sold that they're a good team now. I mean, I know the numbers say they are. They're very consistent. And I was I was honestly shocked to realize that their offense was top five and their defense was top ten. I, I thought they were more like around 12 to 15 in both of those. Um because it, they don't seem like they are. Like when you watch them, they, nothing seems yeah. like it's that good. Um, they just they just do everything good enough, really. Yeah. Models are three for three on Dallas. Dallas to cover. They all think Dallas covers by two to three points more than the spread. Um, like you said, the cash came in, is coming in on San Fran. And I just... I just do not get it. I do not get the San Fran love. Like they're they're yeah, solid. Trent Williams is an good, absolute man. monster. Nick Bose is like, really good. I feel like people like, just want to fade Dallas. I don't know yeah. why. Because we've been, like they've been one of the best teams, if not the best team all year against the spread. So I don't I don't understand it. But uh I mean Dallas is five and three as a home favorite this year. That's pretty yeah. dang good. Like, especially they, with, like, they, let's see, the three teams that they didn't road. cover against, one was Arizona, one Vegas, one Denver. So, I mean, you got some okay teams there, but not not world beaters. But, yeah, but I, I mean, mean, I just – They're not bad. <laughs> I don't know what San Fran does on defense well. They get after the passer, but their stats don't support it. They – um they have, they are not very good in coverage. Fred Warner's a monster. I'll give you that, and so is Nick Bosa. But aside from that, I'm just I'm not sure what they really hang their hat on defensively. And you need to hang your hat on something against this Dallas offense. They're explosive. They're talented. They're good. They're well coached. Um, Mike McCarthy could blow this game. <laughs> But yeah, I don't think it happens. That that is one thing that scares me big time is Mike McCarthy in this game. Yeah, yeah, but, he does scare uh, me. I I think Dan Quinn's going to have a hell of a game plan coming in, and I think Kellen Moore will be able Ooh. to move the ball. So. I didn't think about this before. Dan Quinn knows Kyle Shanahan pretty well. Very well. Yeah, they, uh, what's he, he had to pick up some of that, some of what he does and what is like what he likes to do and how he might change things up and try to beat him. Um, that's interesting. I mean, obviously, yeah. no one's going to make Jimmy Garoppolo look bad. So, <laughs> <laughs> best in the game. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we see a, a couple of turnovers in this game. Yeah, uh, Dan Quinn knows how to turn people over. And uh, Jimmy Garoppolo has it in him to have one of those games. Yeah. But I feel like there's just there's a lot of like member berries going around about San Fran Super Bowl run. Yeah. Uh, 
Just yeah. remember, remember how good they were. Remember this. Remember that. Oh, their stats look good right now. I just I don't see it on on in their games. I don't, I don't see, see them see being that good outside of Trent Williams, Nick Bosa, and Debo. Yeah, those are the I, three. I mean, they they got some guys on their team I love watching, but like overall, like they haven't done anything that's really impressed me. I like betting on them throughout the year because they're one of those teams that like no matter what they were always in it. Like I said, they're well coached, but um, you know what you yeah, know what they I mean, are. They were the first team to sleep on the Detroit Lions this year. Yeah, they were. <laughs> yeah, was that week one? Yeah, week one. They slept on yeah. the Lions. Yeah, that's what I was like. I'm going to take Detroit money line week one, and uh, <laughs> almost came through for me. Uh, that was a hell of a game, wasn't it? Uh, Lions were like down 17 or something like that in the fourth quarter, yeah. and damn near came back and won it uh, outright. Yeah. So this yep. this last thing, and then, and then I'm done with talking about San Fran, but this is the thing that really, really gave me heartburn when thinking about betting San Fran was not that long ago, they lost outright to Seattle by yep. seven on the road. And then, and then a few a weeks bad. later, yeah, they lost to Tennessee by three outright without Derrick Henry and Tennessee has not been playing well. Like this is just a team yeah. who needs stuff to go right for them. Yeah, it is. And I don't know how they came back against the Rams uh, with that Rams defense and that Rams offense. Like, I don't know why they couldn't put them away, but uh, that is one thing that scares me. Uh, if you don't put them away, they do have the athletes yeah. to make plays against you. But this this Dallas team's young, man, and I just they're all hungry. They're all wanting to get paid. I, I I don't I don't see them. We haven't really given up a lead all year. Like all the games we've been in trouble in is going down early. But yeah, the biggest we, concern is letting San Fran get a lead and then just start yeah. bleeding down the clock with their run game again. That uh, that wide zone run game going and yeah, a play action I mean, shot here or there off of it. Any team Dallas has got to jump on, we've we've smothered them. So yeah, uh, we just as long as Dallas starts hot, uh, I think we cover it pretty easily. All right, and I do have, cool. I do have a few uh, on the Cowboys Super Bowl that I got before. There you go. Game, so I think I have one too. Actually, I usually bet, I usually place four or five, trying to like strategically work out the numbers on it so that yeah, I make I have, money as long as one of those five win. I had uh, Cowboys, Chargers, Bills, Chiefs, Bears, oh. and Saints. So I'm only so three. I, I, I had a future for the Chargers to miss the playoffs because it had like a plus 100 return on it preseason. Oh yeah, and I was I, so I was happy about that Sunday night. <laughs> yeah, uh, I got Bills still alive, Chiefs, Cowboys. I think uh, I've got Bills, Chief, Ca- Chiefs, Cowboys, Tampa, and Seahawks. So Seahawks is beyond dead, but yeah. Um, yeah so well, I, anyways, I'm, I'm just down to just down to those three: uh, Saint, Saints, Bears, and Chargers. All screwed me. <laughs> so next up, we have the number seven seed, led by number seven, seventy-seven year old. Ben Roethlisberger going into Kansas City to take on Fat Pat and the Chiefs. 
What you got? Yeah, so uh, Chiefs are probably the hottest team in football right now. Certainly playing better than anybody else, I would say. Um, But they weren't that great at covering all year. And 12 and a half points against Big Ben and Big Ben's swan song. Uh, We talked about it earlier in the show. This defense has the ability to get hot. This defense is very, very talented. And who knows what Big Ben has left in him. Uh, give me, give me Pittsburgh. Give me the 12 and a half. Um, following the, following the money here. Uh, the public, the public likes KC. The money loves Pittsburgh. Uh, and I love Pittsburgh here. Give me the 12 and a half of Big Ben. Mike Tomlin, a double digit dog. I love it. Give me, give me Tomlin in that spot all day. Um, they could lose this game. 35, 25, and cover. So, yeah. Like, well, you know they're going to bleed clock. It's just their play style. Yeah. And Patrick Mahomes, I mean, you know he has it in him. Uh, try to make crazy play uh, and throw a pick, fumble, uh, something like that. So, um, yeah, Fat Pat could get wild with it. They could have a couple – early turnovers. Pittsburgh might be able to keep it close. Pittsburgh might be able to win outright. Who knows? Crazier things have happened. Uh, I, I love the Steelers in this spot. So three for three model likes Pittsburgh. Um, Cash, like you said, likes Pittsburgh. You look at both teams have been kind of shoddy at covering this year at 44%, 43%. Um, both teams in the situation where you're looking at road dog and home favorite right around 500, both with extremely difficult schedules this year, number four schedule against the number six schedule. Um, their DVO rate, a rankings are comical though. The difference there, <laughs> like <laughs> the number 24 team against the number seven team. Like it's just hysterical to look through yeah. that. Um, but I'm not betting the spread here. What I'm doing is I'm Pittsburgh taking the under 46 and a half. Oh. Um, I, thought you're, I thought you were about to drop a bomb. So the models both like Pittsburgh. I I don't. I mean, I I don't know if they'll lose by 12 or 13, more than 13. But, like, I also don't trust that they won't <laughs> yeah. or that they will. Like, um, they might. Like, this is a team that Kansas City beat by 26 points a few weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, they very well did. So. so, And Pittsburgh has only covered one of their last four road games. Kansas City has covered four straight at home. Um, so I'm taking the under. I don't think Pittsburgh's going to be able to score much against Kansas City. Maybe they'll score 10 and Kansas City will give them mercy rule at 21. I, I, maybe Kansas City will put a 40-burger on them. I, I don't know. But yeah, um, I think no matter what, how much KC scores, the under's in play for most of this game. Um, yeah. And actually, I think I might have gotten burned on the over-under in the last matchup of this where it was at 44 and a half and it ended at 46. Yeah. <laughs> so I had the same thinking evidently, but um, 
hopefully they score three less points this time. Or actually, no, if they do 46 again, I'm good because I got it at 46 and a half. Yeah, so uh, I think think we're on a collision course to see Buffalo uh, versus Kansas City. Me too. Um, So I think Kansas City wins this game, but like I said, Big Ben's last season, Mike Tomlin catching double-digit points. Uh, Give me the Steelers. They got a good defense. Patrick Mahomes – has shown all year he can make mistakes. Uh, I think Kansas City wins this game, but uh, yeah, I think Pittsburgh keep it close. So actually, I almost forgot the way that I I bargained this with myself. I got two unit play on this as well. Give me Kansas City minus seven first half. Two Are you units like Kansas City first half. Two units. They're going to be up by at least seven at half. So then that's a push, if and it very well could be more. Yeah, I, I think, I like, I think I like Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh covers. Really? I think if yeah. Pittsburgh covers, it's a backdoor in the second that half. Was one that, I was, that was one that I was eyeing, actually, was uh, Pittsburgh first half uh, plus seven. So we'll see. Okay. We will see. I got two units on that sucker. I like that Let's a lot. Go. Hey, send it, boy. What do we got next? Next up here, last game, Monday night. Monday right? night football. Monday night football that, on Monday night. I don't get it. I don't get it. I hate. I hate that they're doing that. But we got like Kyler that. Murray and Cliff Kingsbury taking their Cardinals into LA to take on Detroit Matt and the Rams. What do you got? Uh, so Arizona wanted to. Uh, Los Angeles earlier in the year, beat them outright. Arizona started out super hot and then kind of started slowing down towards the end of the year. They lost to Seattle week 18 in a game that if they would have won, this game would have been in Arizona. Uh, Losing D-Hop was huge for them. Losing D-Hop was huge. But give me Arizona plus four here. Uh, The Rams, I put the fraud label on them like week – 14, week 13. Um, I don't think the Rams are back very good. Uh, they they win games, and they very well may win this game, but I think Arizona has the ability to cover this game, plus four. Uh, I like dogs this weekend. Uh, Arizona, they split the season. Um, don't know how much I really like Arizona money line. If you're looking for like a money line dog this weekend, uh, I don't know if that's really the play. But, um, yeah, give me Arizona. My line dog this weekend is probably the Raiders, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I've been thinking. Uh, Raiders or uh, Pittsburgh? Because since he's such a young team, like, yep. they could definitely just not have a good game in their first playoff game. Most of those guys haven't played a playoff game. And I, I just say Pittsburgh because – Crazy. I mean, because yeah, a bit of magic in 77 year olds blood. <laughs> yeah. You just, you just never know what could happen. It's any given Sunday. Uh, so, but yeah, I like most realistic favorite is probably the Raiders. Uh, or uh, most realistic underdog money, money line underdog. If you're looking for a money line dog, but uh, yeah, in this game, I like Arizona covering the four. Uh, 
I could see him losing this game by two or three. Uh, I could see him winning outright. Uh, but I think they keep it close. So, And Arizona has been incredible uh, on the road this year. They were, were, weren't were very good at home, but uh, on the road, uh, I don't – I think they covered every game on the road. In uh, in this graphic here, can, can can you read me what the strength of schedule difference is here? Uh, I don't know where that's at. So top right. Oh, DBOA three versus sixteen. Yeah. So yeah. Arizona has played the third most difficult schedule in the NFL, while the Rams are right middle of the pack at sixteenth. That's a big flag to me this weekend to think Arizona. All yeah. three models have Arizona. Um, Arizona is six and zero as a road dog against the spread this year. They're eighty nine percent against the spread in general. Um, a lot of reasons to like Arizona this week. The big question for me with them is, what are they going to do to slow down the pass rush? I think that's what this game comes down to a lot because the last time these two teams met, Von Miller and Aaron Donald were getting to Kyler Murray at ease, like whenever they wanted. Um, yeah. If think, they can slow that down. With, with James Conner, Chase Edmonds, I think he's going to have to get yeah. some screens involved. Uh, he's got a bunch of really short, fast guys on that on, at receiver. Uh, they're going to yeah. have to figure out a way to, to get the ball out into space quick and in a hurry and uh, slow down that pass rush. And I think if they yeah. can do that, uh, they can go out there and win this game. Well, even in, in that last game, I didn't think they were chipping with backs or tight ends as much. Um, yeah. I don't remember if Ertz was already there, I think. But um, in, the last, in, the, in the game that was in Arizona, yes. That was the one they lost, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I, maybe, maybe Ertz wasn't like fully into the offense yet or something, but if they can get him helping some more on, on some of the edge chips on Von Miller, get some running backs involved up against Aaron Donald, I think that can help a lot. Um, they, they got Antoine Wesley now fucking catching all the touchdowns. So. Yeah. Former Texas Tech great. Former Texas Tech great. Most people don't realize he's like third overall in a Texas Tech history for receiving. So Yeah, he, he, had, a, he had a great year or two there. Um, but yeah, and does Arizona have JJ Watt back for this game? I don't know. I thought they Watt, did. He, he's at, they they've been hinting at it, but I don't. Nothing's been released whether he, whether he is for sure coming back or not. I think he's going to be. A, yeah, I think he's going to be out there. And this defense was ferocious when he was there. Yeah, like and they were it, dominating. If teams. He's actually healthy, and he doesn't just come back to come back. But if he's actually yeah. healthy, he makes a huge difference on that. Like, team. you think back to Week One against Tennessee, what this defense looked like with yeah. him out there. Taylor Jones with fourteen sacks. Yeah, he's the number one like, seed in the NFL. You start saying you can't throw extra help at Chandler Jones; it changes everything. Um, I think Detroit Matt's gonna. Gonna make some some missed throws. Maybe, maybe LA that, wins. That, looks like. But at four, give me Arizona. I mean, that's that that seems easy to me. Last time we saw Matt Stafford was uh I guess against the Cowboys in 2014, right? The week before yeah. the Cowboys lost. So the way the Cowboys got robbed in Green Bay, 
the, the Lions actually got robbed against Dallas should have lost the week before to the Detroit Lions. Uh, so yeah, I wouldn't, it would be funny to see him get robbed on a, on a bad call, just especially like with the Rams, like, uh, most recent, like luck in the playoffs to see him get Stafford and just get absolutely screwed and see Stafford still not be able to win a playoff game would be kind of funny. So, yeah. Another note here, the over, everybody has the over in this game. Everybody, 88% of the cash, 79% of the tickets coming in on the over, over 50. My model likes thinks it's going to be around 47. Um, it's hit or miss, not going to lie. It's a lot yeah. better at unders than overs, but um, I usually cross-check it for unders, and when I cross-checked it, it didn't seem good to me. Um, so everybody likes the over. I mean, it, maybe this ends up being a shootout. Who knows? But I, I mean, well, but, uh, I, I think it's about right. I think it's going to end anywhere between yeah. 53. So I'm not, I'm not touching, I'm not touching any. Totals yeah. I, I kind of think they're all about right where they should be. So to, uh, unders are big this week. Historically unders and dogs against the spread are, are, Big money makers historically on wild card weekend. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, okay. Well, I think that's all we got for NFL. We can go ahead and jump into our Reddit thread of the week. Reddit thread of the week. <laughs> Let's see. And I got to get it pulled up here. But so this one is brought to you by user. Number 333, who is a Dolphins fan. And it was a very Reddit specific this week. Question posed is, what are some niche inside jokes by your subreddit about your team this season? Um, and the first response was truly great from Bobam01, who's a Bills fan, saying, I love inside jokes. I'd love to be a part of them someday. Which is just what is that an office reference? I think it's an office reference. It's just it, it made me chuckle. Um, and then the next one that I enjoyed was from Matt Dodge six six six, who's oh, a Giants good. fan. <laughs> yeah, um, who just said medium Pepsi. And if you don't know the storyline behind this, it's it's outstanding. So. The New York Giants on Fan Appreciation Day gave every season ticket holder a free medium Pepsi fountain drink. How much? How much do you think? So generous of the New York Giants. Disgusting amounts of money. Yeah, I don't even know. Just disgusting amounts of money, and they're giving you something that cost them maybe fifteen cents, maybe fifteen cents, even factoring in labor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Factoring labor is probably 15 cents, probably closer to about three cents uh, yeah. without labor. So it's just like, as a fan, I'd, I'd rather my team do nothing for fan appreciation day than that. Because that's just like a slap in the face. It's yeah, just like, brutal. Fan appreciation is that you get to keep your season tickets. Uh, <laughs> maybe you get to help us. Maybe maybe they should let the season ticket holders uh, hire the next GM. <laughs> Probably smarter than Joe Judge. Yeah. 
<laughs> you know, I bet you the Pepsi thing was Joe Judge's idea. Yeah, no, it, I guarantee you, it would not surprise me if he was like, you know how we can really get these fans riled up and on our side? Let's give them a free Pepsi, medium. And his, his takeaway from all this it. is probably that fans just don't like Pepsi. They prefer Coke. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> he's going to definitely take that into his next job. Be like, uh, are, we, are we a Pepsi are we a Pepsi team or a Coke team? If they're like Pepsi, he's like, I don't know if I can work here. Fans don't really like Pepsi. So let's see. The next one brought to you by Pontifex, who's a Panthers fan, is Matt Rule's forehead grows every time we lose a game. Oh, Which yeah. I didn't really know what he was talking about, but I thought it was hysterical. And I, I saw something on the Twitter about that like the week, 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 week eight. If you click on the link here, there's a video of it, and it's just, it's outstanding. (laughs) (laughs) That's almost as big as Peyton Manning's forehead. Almost. It's getting there. A little bit more HGH, and he'll get there just fine. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then the last one, which I truly enjoyed very, very much was from user Pancaked with a three instead of an E, just for clarification, who's a Steelers fan. And he says, Steelers sub is in the process of forming a religion. Some may call it a cult around our Lord and Savior, Kevin Dotson, a second-year guard. You may find users commenting Kevin Dotson or some emoji combination. Is that like a donkey a black okay. circle sun. So s- blocks out the sun. <laughs> yeah, it looks like a goat. Goat. <laughs> With no other context. Somewhat akin to Amen. Feel free to check us out at r slash Kevin Dotson for any questions. <laughs> and I truly love this just because I loved Kevin Dotson coming out of Louisiana Lafayette. I loved him in that draft. Dude is just a road grader, man. He's just like, you just run right behind him. He destroys people. Yeah. He is one of those, uh, one of those grin grinders. You could say. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but that, that's all I got for the comments. That's our Reddit thread of the week. Yep. Everything, uh, I, I liked all those. Uh, I can't think of any inside jokes that the Cowboys had this year that come to the top of my head. Uh, oh, let me scroll, see if I can find any. There's a lot about the Bears. They're just pry about. Um, I feel like there's unreasonable love for hitch routes and a, a re- never finding a reason to ever run the ball on third and fourth and short. Yeah, I was about to say, I, I don't think you really get a whole lot of jokes whenever your team's good because you're happy. It's usually when teams yeah. like perform or stuff, you just find like the funniest things to pick on. Uh, but yeah, the, sure double doink, the double doink has never died in the Bears subreddit. Oh, yeah. That, there's a that, lot that, of doink that, jokes. Yeah, that'll, that'll never die in the entire history of NFL, I don't think. Here you go. From, S, from user FS Phoenix. 
Scooter Magruder's weekly videos about Cowboys fans during each game are always fun. It's the yeah, only Cowboys yeah. one in there. Yeah, I, mean, I, yeah. I can't say I know what that means, so it must be an inside joke. You don't I'd know love Scooter to be Magruder? a part of one someday. No, I don't. He's that uh, he's that dude who always makes those like fan reaction videos where he like wears all the different jerseys. Oh, he's okay, he's that guy. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. yeah, he's a big time Cowboys fan. Uh, hey, but what he, do you know? I'm it. part of an inside joke. <laughs> hey, you did it. <laughs> um, all right. Well, uh, shout out to me for uh, taking the Georgia Bulldogs in the national championship. Um, I followed you I, on it. I was ready to get hurt again. I tweeted it out on the on the uh, Twitter off the pod page, and uh, I, yeah, I was ready to get hurt again. And by golly, those Georgia dogs came through for me. Uh, I was very, very thrilled to watch it happen. So uh, Georgia won me a lot of money this season, even though I lost my biggest yeah. bet of the college football season on them in the SEC championship. That but, was my. I think I said it on the show last week. That was my main logic. Like. They made me so much money this year, I can afford to yeah, lose. Might as well fall <laughs> and uh, yeah, there's never a doubt. Uh, I was never worried, uh, even after Stetson Bennett uh, fumbled on his own 12 yard line, and then Bama scored. Uh, never doubt in my mind that Stetson Bennett was about about to throw a dime for a touchdown, even though uh, I was in about five group texts uh, Calling Stetson Bennett every name in the book, talking about he's the worst quarterback of all time, and then he goes out there and drops a dime and just drops his balls out for the rest of the game. And he was like, "We're here to, we're here to win, boys." And so, has one of the Big, greatest second halves I've ever seen in my life. I heard Big Cat talking about it. Um, I think it was yesterday. He was just like, "Yeah, I, I bet on Georgia," and I was just sitting there watching it like. Oh my God! He dropped like a five foot ten, like teenager, in the middle of like the gladiator. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like the first few plays, you were like, "Oh my God, he's gonna die!" Yeah. <laughs> it's like sur- surrounded by NFL talent, five stars all over the field on both sides of the ball, and then you just have like a random walk on. And you're just like, "Go out there and win for us, boy!" But the craziest thing about it is, is like. It's not like they don't have a better quarterback. JT Daniels is good. JT Daniels is better. JT Daniels played better when he played this year. And so that was like the that that was what was killing me all game. I was like, this Kirby Smart did the same thing with Jake Fromm whenever uh Justin Fields is on the bench. Yeah. Like everybody inside the organization was like Justin Fields is the better quarterback, but he just loves Jake Fromm. <laughs> and it was like he's gonna do it again. He's gonna lose to him again because he refuses <laughs> to play the better quarterback. But, uh, no, good for Stetson Bennett, a lifelong Georgia fan. He'll probably get drafted late sixth, seventh round, maybe. Might make a practice yeah. squad, but he's a Georgia legend for life. Uh, so, good for him. He'll uh, never have to buy a meal there in his life. He's he's the, he's the first quarterback to win the national championship that's not going to get drafted in the first round since I do not even remember when. Uh, Chris Leak. Yeah, probably. Uh, that was Chris Lee, Tim Tebow, like, or no, the Bama guys had like uh, McElroy, Greg McElroy, and uh, the guy who's still in the league. He's a backup, AJ McCarron. Yeah, it had to be one of those Bama guys, but I mean, 
201, Trevor Lawrence. Cardale Jones. Cardale Jones. Yeah, which who probably would have been a first round pick. If yeah, he, he might have been had he come <laughs> yeah, out, right. which is just insane. But that's I, the I state of quarterbacking play. in the NFL. I came I came here to play uh, play football, not to play school. <laughs> uh, one of the all time greatest quotes. Uh, yeah, but he he yeah. wrote it on his cap the day he graduated. <laughs> so it, it's been what the the first quarterback that will go in the first round out of the, like the last like five national championship quarterbacks. Uh, yeah, it's got to be. Deshaun Watson, Trevor Lawrence, to uh, uh, Justin Fields didn't win. Uh, I don't know. Who, who, who won it the year after? Um, so that first year was Cardale Jones. Then it was... Well, uh, Jalen Hurts technically, I guess, won one, and he was second round. Yeah. So I guess he would be the most recent. Yeah. He's he won, or him and Tua kind of both won that one. That one was that was Tua. Yeah, Tua won the game. They would have lost if it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but, yeah, I mean, yeah. So and we're talking about a guy who would be lucky to make a career – out of being on the practice squad. He, he might be a mailman someday. Yeah, he thinks he already is. Uh, yeah, but yeah, he could probably did you th- Did you see the background on that? Yeah, he wanted to stand out. and uh, He went to like some passing academy or something like that. And wanted to, or maybe he went to like a Georgia recruiting like QB camp. camps, like, yeah. Yeah, and he was like, yeah, nobody's going to, like, I don't. I'm not going to stand out in any way, so I'm just going to wear like a, a postman cap and just have everybody. And that's call how me. I'll stand out. Yeah, and everybody will just call me like the delivery boy. And yeah, I mean, whatever works, man. Hey, uh, good for he him. delivered on time. Yeah, it, if if that dude just opens up a bar and calls it like Bennett's Bar and does nothing else except that has the worst management of all time. He will be a millionaire because everybody in Georgia is going to want to go to that bar. Well, as long as they don't get shut down. <laughs> yeah. He's going to be like Kevin Malone in the office and like, he's going to become a millionaire off everybody just like buying him drinks. So one day he's just like going to cash in. He's like, yeah, I'll take all those drinks now. Just like Venmo me <laughs> three bucks and he'll be a millionaire in like 24 hours. <laughs> Man. All right, is, is when's the next UFC fight? Uh, we got uh, we have a f- small fight card this weekend. Uh, I don't really love anything on the card. Uh, I do like Calvin Cater in the main event. He's plus two hundred. If you're looking for a money line dog, uh, and this is fight night, so as long as you if you have ESPN Plus, these are free to watch. Uh, I like Brandon Royval. He's minus one seventy. Uh, Caitlin Chukagian, she's minus 180. I don't really love uh, any of these enough to probably, I probably won't even put them out. Um, there's a couple that I kind of like. I got to do a little bit of research. Um, but the the next uh, pay per view will be on the 22nd. Um, and I plan on uh, putting out an article on our website, breaking that down. Uh, I, like, I like a bunch of unders in that card. And what's uh, our website again? Shaving Dash Points. Shaving Points dot com. Shaving Points Podcast dot com. Uh, 
if you Google Shaving Points Podcast, it'll take you to the website because uh, I don't remember the last time I actually like typed in a address. Yeah. My, just, my, my browser has Shaving Points Podcast, like remembered shavingpointspodcast.com. Yeah. So I just type in like SHA and then just hit enter. Yeah, yeah. I just use Google for everything. So, <laughs> but yeah, if you go to Google, you type in Shaving Points Podcast, it, will, it should be the first thing that pops up. Um, and that'll be linked to Twitter, probably Facebook, uh, everything on there for that article. Uh, I should have about five to six picks on there. And then uh, I'll probably give out some picks on Twitter next weekend as well. But uh, for this weekend, uh, I have to work. So if I have some time, I'm going to do a little bit of research and might drop some picks uh, before that starts. But in the main event, I like Calvin Cater a lot, even though he's going against a guy who's probably next up for a title shot. So uh, probably not going to lose. I just, I think, at plus 200, I think I think the value is there to go ahead and try to just take him for a little bit. So keep that in mind. Uh, also, shout out Texas Tech Red Raiders men's basketball. Oh, yeah. Um, taking over the Big 12. Mark Adams has arrived, ladies and gentlemen. And it is a sight to behold. Uh, completely shut down Baylor in the end of the first half and the end of the second half in yesterday's game. Took down number one. Uh, I don't know what's going on in Waco. Uh, I don't know if they just never have good crowds, but uh, that stadium arena was half empty, and the half full that it was was about 75% Red Raider fans, it looked like. That's embarrassing for the number one team in the country that just won the national championship last year. If you live in Waco and you're a Baylor fan, get your ass to the games. That's that's sad. Like, <laughs> I would do anything to have a national championship in Lubbock, and that place would sell out for like five years. Yeah, consecutively, if we ever got a national champion. So, uh, yeah, go show up and support your national championship team that was undefeated. That was undefeated last year. Undefeated this year. Like that loss I, is on the fans. That loss is on the fans. Yeah, that, that, that arena was getting so, like, electric every time Tech made, made a run. Uh, Raider power yeah, chance like, going on all throughout the – If, if Baylor had a real home court advantage during it, they'd probably win this game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you could you could definitely hear it late, like, every time Tech made a basket. Like, Tech threw down a dunk, and it sounded like a home game for Tech. It got so electric in there. But – Texas Tech takes down number one, Baylor, after taking out number four, Kansas, and losing to Iowa State by two points with only seven guys uh, healthy and on the roster playing. So two and one in Big 12 play. Watch out. If you can get a future on Texas Tech men's basketball to win the Big 12, um, might want to hop on that sooner rather than later because – they roll off about five or six more wins, and it's going to be probably plus 200, where right now you can probably still get it at about plus 750, plus 800. So, Speaking of college basketball, um, I made a slight change to my college basketball model today, and basically just, just a way that I manufacture my strength of schedule uh, number that factors into it. And then 
Also, I ran some numbers to see what confidence percentages were hitting for what, like for for favorites or dogs. It was all posted on Twitter as well and Reddit and um, anywhere else that you see our stuff. And basically kind of adjusted what games I'm picking for what. Like, so looking at this, when a dog is sitting at 60 to 69, six below 70, above 60% confidence, I'm going to bet them because they're 19 and nine on this model. Um, When a favorite is above 80%, 80 to 100, I'm going to bet them because they're all above 56% hit rates. So that's that's what I base today's on. Um, I'm looking at six and four for today. So that's, that's an yeah, that's an improvement from um, I've been saying right around 500 for the last week, like frustratingly at 500. So I'll take six and four gladly. Um, and NBA models rolling two and one tonight. Just got done with a six-game uh, streak, six-game heater on NBA. Um, and, yeah, it's it's rolling. I'm loving it. I missed a, missed a teaser on this last night by one point. That's the worst. Missing a yeah, teaser roll. One point. Heartbreaking. I, it, the teaser had, I think, Minnesota plus two when they lost by three. It was just like – it was so close. But before that, it rolled out roll, rolled out six straight wins, and so what is that now? Eight and two over the last wow. week on NBA. So pay attention to those basketball picks. The college is picking up steam. NBA's rolling, and check out this merchandise. Hell yeah! So uh, the season's over. We're gonna enjoy these last couple of weeks of NFL playoffs. Wild card weekend should be electric, but that's all we got for you today. Um, we can't sleep on the Lions because they're not here to be slept on. So uh, well, let's just enjoy Big Ben's last ride. Number seven. Adios. Seven. Don't screw up my Tom Brady poster. It's my favorite one. Look at that jawline, just the right amount of scruff.